Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Man on the Post Extra Time. Uh, my name's Chris, and there's no Mark this week. Uh, he's off doing other things um, in his secret James Bond life. So we've got Laura stepping into the breach. Hello, Laura. Hello. And as ever, we've got Emma. Hi. Uh, we're going to be talking Champions League. We're going to be talking Championship, uh, as well as other bits and bobs from the news this week. And we're going to be doing some Premier League predictions. Emma had a bumper week last week in the predictions. You got seven, didn't you? Told you. Yeah. Lull you into a full sense of security. Well, you, you were doing that rather too well, though. That was the only thing. <laughs> so we, um, you've, uh, we've got to make up some ground on Mark. We're six points behind him. So, but first of all, the Champions League. Um, Tuesday night was Chelsea 2, uh, Galatasaray 0, Eto and uh, Gary Cahill scored. Um, Mourinho said we're a Champions League club and we're now among the best eight clubs in the world. All the big candidates want to win the competition. We welcome any of them. Uh, it doesn't matter who. So who saw this one? Yeah, I was watching, but I was also listening to the radio because Wednesday were on. So. Oh, what? You had, you had an ear on both, did you? Yeah, it's quite confusing listening to one match and watching another. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you... Um... Multitasking. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do that being a man. Of course. <laughs> so, what did you think to Chelsea then? It seemed fairly easy. It was a bit of a walk in the park. For a bit of a letdown, wasn't it, I thought? What, that it was easy? Yeah, well, you kind of... Uh, the ideal scenario would have been Galatasaray score and make it a bit interesting, but as soon as Eto scored, you just knew it was going to end the way it did, didn't it? Mm. But that's what Chelsea are very good at, is that they they close teams down. They make them very difficult to play again. Yeah. I mean, I was a bit disappointed the fact that Galatasaray, they have got some very, very good players in their team. I mean, they have got Drogba, Schneider, um, Felipe Melo, if you squint a bit, Abue. Um, they're players that are coming to the end of their career, so there's no... Schneider's not. Well... He's, I don't think he's 30 yet, is he? Yeah. You think? <laughs> That's old in these days, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> I can only think of um, Ryan Giggs, who's older than me, that plays. And he doesn't play anymore. No. No, maybe Jamie Forrester or someone like that. Jamie Curitan or somebody. Kevin Phillips. Kevin Phillips, yes. Let's hope, yeah. So, he's still a young whippersnapper, is Wesley Schneider. Right, we'll go with that. Yeah, it's still a youth policy, as far as we can say. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they had some good players. I mean, you're a bit disappointed they didn't make more of a fist of it? Um... Yeah, I suppose the dream scenario for the press to get all excited would have been if Drogba had scored. But he didn't really have his shooting boots on, did he? No, he didn't, apart from the fact... In fact, he hit one of his big banners. He did, didn't he? It was a massive banner with his face on, and he managed to spoon it into that. Yeah. Sadly, he didn't hit that Captain Leader Legend banner that could do with wafting down. <laughs> but, um... I came into this... Oh, sorry. No, go on. I came into this match about 40 minutes, so it was 
just before the second goal, and then after, and then obviously watched the second half, and it wasn't, it wasn't that you know, it didn't catch my imagination at all. It was just, it just looked like you know, Chelsea were just going through the motions, and Dallas Hassler didn't really have much to respond. And yeah, I think the most exciting part that I saw was probably Drogba hitting the his banner and the commentators getting overly excited about it. That was about it. It was quite embarrassing. Stamford Bridge, there's there's so many banners that he could have he could have hit anywhere in this in the ground and still hit a banner. And plastic flags. I was very surprised he didn't hit a plastic flag. <laughs> plastic flag. Yeah. Steel bunting. Steel. Did you say a plastic fan? Flags. Oh, oh, flags. <laughs> plastic fan. Plenty of those in the ground. There is. There is. Some clubs, of course, don't need plastic flags. As um, was so memorably described by a former Chelsea manager. <laughs> this was what Rafa said before he joined Chelsea, and then of course he joined Chelsea and, oh, and then joined him. Yeah, yeah, and they never forgave him. Yeah, but they didn't like him, so he could have kept saying uh, kept saying things like that anyway, and they still would have hated him. Oh, they could have done. I mean, he won a bloody European trophy for them, and they still hated him. Ungrateful swines. Mm-hmm. His team's winning at the moment. Oh, Napoli, are they? Napoli are winning one 0 against yeah. Porto, is it? Porto, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sad at that because Porto got Quaresma back again. He's a very big guilty pleasure of mine. An- another one? No, footballing wise, not man love wise. Oh, good. No, he's a. Not Jamie Mackey. No, no, Jamie Mackey's a footballing. Rafa Nadal is my man crush. No one can replace <laughs> my Rafa. I don't know where I go from here. Where do I go? <laughs> do you have a woman crush at all? It must be. Do you have, is there an equivalent? What footballing wise? No, no. Like I've, you know, I've got my little Rafa. I mean, is there, is there? Oh yeah, Natalie Portman. Oh really? She's beautiful. Oh, what about you, Emma? Um, I absolutely adore Gabby Logan. Oh. And yeah. even when she was on that really rubbish Saturday Night Quiz show that was absolutely atrocious on BBC, I would still watch it. Sorry, I thought for a moment you said Gabby Logan. I did. I love her. What? I don't, I don't understand the hatred of her. I don't her. hate it. She's just got a very bony nose. Well, oh, it's all about the looks, isn't it? Yeah. Duh. <laughs> 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 uh, well, see, speaking about looks, what did everybody make of the... Uh, it was, I felt like I was intruding on something private between Drogba and Chelsea. What, the big kiss? Well, they... yeah. I mean, I kind of expected Mourinho and Drogba to make out in the centre circle at the end after the match. I mean... They were going on about it before the game. Uh, Drogba went over and gave Reno a hug and a kiss before, just as the game was about to start. Mm. All the way through the game, Tilsley and Townsend were making references to it. And then at the end, you had to watch him walk off the pitch. I mean, I would have been not a happy man if I was either a Galatasaray fan or a Mancini. Because I don't think his, um, he was entirely... He doesn't know he wasn't given 100%. I just think he was a bit distracted. Because he'd had a big kiss with Marina. No, the whole occasion. <laughs> <laughs> the whole occasion, I think. The whole build-up. It was just dreamily wandering around the pitch thinking, I do miss him. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. I mean, the, the whole build-up to it, the press conference on Monday afternoon they were talking about it. Tuesday they showed a big interview with Drogba and how much he misses Chelsea before the game and... I mean, I don't think he was 100% focused on the job. I think the occasion of going back to Chelsea might have overawed him a bit. Maybe he was yeah, thinking I about the kiss, I don't know. I would definitely agree with that. He definitely didn't seem to have his 
Galatasaray hat on. No, I don't think he did. They didn't. Even... I would love to see a Galatasaray hat. He <laughs> wears his Chelsea one, and then a Galatasaray one. <laughs> I imagine it's like a fedora. A what? A fedora. No. You don't know your hats. No, I don't, I've got a deer stalker for when I take my dog for a walk. That's it. Because you think you're Sherlock Holmes. No, because I live on the cliff up next to the sea. And it's bloody freezing. <laughs> You want to buy a house then? <laughs> My house is on a cliff next to the sea. <laughs> if pedantic sod. <laughs> um, did anyone catch the oh, women? There wasn't so much man love between uh, Mourinho and Mancini, was there? No, but there never has been, has there? No, I mean, Mancini said he'd take Mourinho out to dinner. Mourinho sort of put that flatly to one side. But M- Mourinho seemed to suggest that Drogba didn't play very well because of the, um, the system that was set out for Drogba. That was another sort of sly little dig at Mancini there. Mm. But he seems to fall out of pretty much everybody, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's not the most liked man in football, is he? No, no. I work with a Chelsea fan who obviously very much adores Mourinho and he thinks that the whole thing is a big distraction for the Chelsea players or it sort of distracts away from the Chelsea players, which I can see to some extent. Well, they don't seem to be doing too badly in the league. No, I still think it's theirs. To win. I agree. Yeah, sadly. Um, Man United 3, Olympiacos nil uh, last night. Uh, David Moyes said it was a magnificent team performance. I don't want to come out and say uh, sort of this is the moment, but I hope it is because uh, I've been asked that question many, many times before. There's talk of players falling out with Moyes and not being happy with his um, techniques or motivation and Robin Van Persie in particular. So if Robin Van Persie does want to get rid of Moyes, he's not sort of doing it in, a, in the best way is he scoring a hat-trick I heard Moise's post-match interview and wasn't watching it and I think I think he was very honest and I actually I don't I'm not going to say it's the turning point in the season because I don't I honestly don't think it is I think this season is sort of going to go along the line it is at the moment but I think it was quite it was credible of him to come out and say what he did and be honest and not just you know not either play, you know, not come out and be like yes this is it this is because he could quite easily and most likely will fall on his face after this which is what he said yeah I mean it's become to the point where he can't not talk about it can he he can't keep coming out saying we're unlucky you know forever and ever and ever he has actually got to come out and acknowledge the fact that they are having a poor season they are not playing well and his tactics might have something to do with it which is which is why I have a lot of respect for him because I you know we've relating it to what I watch at the moment and every week Richie Barker comes out and says that we were unlucky or this was happening that was happening and I have a lot more respect for managers when they actually come out and hold their hands up and say you know all right I got it wrong we'll we'll change it and try and do something about it but this is the thing that Sherwood had last week didn't it well Sherwood came out and blamed his players I suppose didn't he rather than himself (laughs) which is slightly different took it out on his gilet as well I never heard of a gilet until Tim Sherwood Really? No, maybe we don't have them in Cornwall. Hats, and you don't know what a gilet is. No. Because you've got to keep your arms warm in Cornwall as well. Because what? Sorry. <laughs> you've got to keep your arms warm in Cornwall as well. Bloody right, yeah, you do. That's... It's a different world down here. He was wearing a suit today. Was uh, Tim Sherwood? Was he? Really? Yeah. Looked like he was off to court. <laughs> <laughs> so did he throw any of that off in his anger? Was he down to his pants by the end, or? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, but he was weirdly sitting in the stand like he was some sort of spectator and he'd been given some crap tickets. He's trying to mingle in. Yeah, he wasn't sort of in the dugout directing the team, which was all a bit strange. Oh, right. Well, there's a lot to be said probably after Probably after all the joke Arsenal pictures that were put up of him <laughs> that weekend, he feels like he needs to go and uh, reintegrate with the Spurs fans. I do, I do like that he's changed his entire style after after the sort of kicking he got at the weekend <laughs> about his gilet gate. There's a lot to be said for sitting in the stands and watching. The further up you are, the more you see. Surely the dugout is one of the worst places to stand. supposed to be sort of changing the team and looking at the tactics and stuff, though, is it? Yeah, you've got mobile phones oh, these days, Walkie-talkies, mobile phones. Mm, I think I'd rather my manager or coach be on the on the touchline. You think? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But, uh, um, well, back to... What we, we've got my Manchester United, haven't we? No idea what we were talking about. <laughs> Uh, well, Moyes came out and said all the pressure is coming from the media, not inside the club. And, of course, the stories of players falling out is rubbish. There's the talk about um, Rhea Ferdinand being told to train a bit more like Phil Jagielka and Michael Carrick being given DVDs of what Leon Osmond does. Stories like that sort of leaking out. Um, no. He praised, went out of his way to praise Ryan Giggs. Giggs, again, apparently has been negative about him. Uh, well, well, have you seen David Moyes' wife? I think I would want to keep Ryan Giggs happy as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've not, no. She's very pretty. Is she? Yeah. Can you, Compared to him. Can you tell he married her after he got famous? Have you, seen the pic- have you seen the picture of him when he was younger from the football stickers book? No. Is, was he a looker? <laughs> he was... He was, a. Uh, he, um... I wouldn't say he's turned into a swan, but he definitely was an ugly duckling. Was he? Yeah. So you think she married him for what? His personality? (laughs) I don't know what she married him for, but... (laughs) Look, Andy Gray keeps getting women to marry him. There must be something about them. (laughs) You think? Ka-ching. Maybe. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, Gigs won't go after her anyway because uh, she's not related to uh, any of his uh, family. Maybe he's Cornish. Maybe. <laughs> uh, elsewhere, it was Dortmund 1, Zenith 2, uh, but 5 4 in aggregate to Dortmund, so they go through. And Real Madrid 3, poor old Schalke 1. That's a 9 1 aggregate win for, for uh, Schalke. So that, that leaves the quarterfinals as Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund. Chelsea, Man United, Paris Saint-Germain and Real Madrid. Are Manchester United the weakest team of all those, do you think? They've got to be down there, haven't they, on their form? I think you'd rather face them than anybody else, wouldn't you? Mm. Who would you want to avoid? Bayern. Yeah? Yeah. But you, Emma, anybody you, do, you, do, you wouldn't want to be? Or face? Uh, yeah, well, I would definitely say Bayern. And probably after... Obviously... <laughs> feel bad it's still the Champions League saying it was only Schalke but Real Madrid and I liked the fact that Real Madrid didn't despite the fact they were what six nil up mm. six one up they still put their strongest team out they still you know still went for it and showed the competition sort of respect well, with the classic with the classic at the weekend as well yeah I was shocked to see the team that they did have out yeah Chelsea would you want to face Chelsea if you're one of the other teams 
Chelsea are quite a difficult team to play, I think, in the Champions League, though. Yeah. In that they do sort of, well, not exactly park the bus, but they are <laughs> very, they're very hard to break down. And certainly against the sort of Spanish sides where it's all free-flowing football and you just, they just can't get the flow going with, the, with Chelsea. No. no, I think you might be right. I think I think if you were anybody, you would want to face United and maybe maybe Dortmund. Dortmund have, have just really been knocked down with injuries, though, aren't they this season? Yeah, and they're not doing too well in their own league, are they? So they can't, their, their morale can't be the highest at the moment. Do you think? Do you think Paris are a worried face? With the Zlatan. Yeah, I would say they are. I mean, they're they're an unknown quantity. To some extent, aren't they? But I mean, if you look beyond Zlatan, you've got Cavani, you've got um, you've got Levetsi, Kabai is struggling to get in that team as well. You've got um, loads of other players who I can't think of on the top of my head, but they're all very good. I think it would be interesting if either of the English teams pulled Pat, pulled Saint Germain, because I think, especially in the media, it would be um, quite undermined the the fixture. How do you mean? Um, well, literally what I just said, sort of, do you, think, you know, it's only Paris Saint-Germain, and I think it could cause a slip-up. Oh, you think we would underestimate them? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows Zlatan, like you say, but there are other players there that can beat teams. It's whether they're actually a bonded team yet. I'm not convinced that they are. There are a lot of highly paid individuals, but I'm not quite sure whether they are a team yet. Maybe next season when they've started to bed in, they might be challenging, but I just don't think they will be this year. Yeah, I mean, they're running away with it in France, so they've had some good results in this year. Yeah, but there's not really much competition in France, is there? No? I don't think so, no. Hmm. Not at the moment, I suppose. You had, I mean, you've got Monaco, but that won't be for another couple of years or so, I suppose. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, oh, I don't want to do this. The championship. <laughs> God. Right, here we go. Championship. Um, there were some games this week. There was Wigan 3, Yeovil 3. Uh, Wigan march upwards to, well, they're in the same, same place, actually. They're on the fifth on 59 points. Charlton 1, Bournemouth 0. And then Sheffield Wednesday 3, Queen's Park Rangers nil. Go on, Laura. Ballers. What do you want me to say? Nothing, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a good win for us. Well, it takes you above Leeds. It does take us above and Leeds. And Huddersfield. I mm. think they're teams around you in the Yorkshire area, aren't they? Well, yeah, they're in West Yorkshire, but still Yorkshire. Yeah. So you've gone up from 17th to 14th. Is that right? Yeah, we're 13 points off relegation now, which I think pretty much makes us safe now, which is nice to know. Yeah, well, you play the same number of games as Millwall, haven't you? Uh, yeah, that was our game in hand, so we're sort of back up to full quota now. Okay, and you're only 12 points off the playoffs. So you're closer to the playoffs than you are to relegation. Yeah, and who'd have thought that when we'd not actually won a game until November? Positive goal difference, 10 games left. This is it. Yeah. I have no complaints at all. I think ever since Stuart Gray took over, we've the performances 
especially have been have been incredible. He's he's taken the same players that Dave Jones had, um, played different tactics for every individual team that's come up rather than playing the same bloody team over and over again with injured favourites in the team. Um, and there seems to be a level of happiness around Hillsborough, which is um, rare these days. So what do you, I mean, I get the impression that Dave Jones isn't a bad manager. He's, he's had a bad experience with yourselves, but I mean, he's took teams into the Premier League before he got Chesterfield to the semi-final, I think, um, of the FA Cup. He's not, he's, not, he's not a bad manager. What did he do wrong? Uh, he, he's a, it's very difficult to know what he actually did as a manager because Stuart Gray was the, was the first team coach, so he was working day in, day out with the players anyway. Um, but ultimately, it was Dave Jones picking the team to play on, on match days. Uh, and the rumours were that he he wasn't really involved or bonded with the team. It was Stuart Gray that was with them all the time anyway. So he was just sort of flying in, selecting the team, flying out again. And and you could tell that there was a lot of unhappy players. He seemed to have made a, a lot of a lot of the first teamers very unhappy, and he sidelined a lot of good players. I mean, when we couldn't even buy a goal uh, in the first couple of months of the season, he sent Chris Maguire off on loan. Stuart Gray's brought him back into the team and he he's he's everywhere. He's he's just got so much passion and he's scoring and he's he's uh, setting up loads of assists. It just Stuart Gray seems to be able to bring this out of these forgotten players which when you've got a lot of injuries as well makes a big difference right okay so where do you think you're going to finish the season i think we're pretty much where we we where we will stay yeah i'm quite happy with mid-table mid-table respectability mm. what about you with qpr well it looks like we could be coming down to join you mm. yeah the feedback i got from a lot of Wednesday fans and from qpr fans were that uh, the word that keeps coming out was spineless were that you you just seemed like a lot of overpaid prima donnas that took a strop after the sending off and just didn't bother to turn up after that. Yeah, there is a bit of that. Um, I can't remember whether Charlie Austin's back or not, but those goals have certainly dried up since he's been out. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kevin Doyle is an adequate replacement for Charlie Austin in the least bit. I was very surprised when he bought him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had delusions of grandeur when he was with Wolves. So, what he's doing with the club trying to get in the Premier League, I don't know. I think. Well, he had a few good seasons with Reading, didn't he? And um, when they went up, yeah, with that record score, maybe it flattered to deceive. Well, yeah, you might be right. I mean, you know, Leeds are finding that at the moment with Jimmy Kebby as well, I suppose. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes. yeah, we've got our problems off the pitch as well with um, finances. Um, we got, but I think, well, comical alley. The you over- just thought that with Harry Redknapp, eh? Well, yeah, you say that a lot of players. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> we being a Portsmouth fan, there. <laughs> You're probably nodding your head all the way through this, thinking, "Yes, I remember all this." Hmm, this I remember those days. 
The only thing with this is a lot of players that were on big wages last season are out on loan at the moment. Uh, and if we don't go up, they won't be there next season. So, you know, Granero, Stephen and Bayer, people like that, they're all, they will all be gone forever, thank God. Um, so there we off the payroll. And we'll... Yeah, but Red Knight will just buy more if he's still there. Uh, the man's got a shopping habit. He has, not he? Do you think? Do you think he will still be there if you don't go up this season? No. Do you know what? I I don't think he'll be asked for another another attempt to try and get back up there. I don't think he'll be bothered to do it. I think really, we'd, I'd like to take someone sort of young, hungry that wants to sort of take on the role of a big club. I mean, Eddie Howe, someone like that, I'd be more than happy with. I knew you were going to say that. Did you? Why? I don't know. Just as soon as you as soon as you started talking, that was the name that popped into my head as well. Yeah, he's good. Well, I like him. Whether he's good or not, I don't know. But I, can't, I mean, he seems quite talented, and he seems um, he seems intelligent enough. Well, yeah. To have, I'm just looking at the table now. To have Bournemouth twelfth in the league. Yeah. Who would have thought that at the start of the season? Yeah. No, no disrespect meant for Bournemouth at all there, but I'm the rub Sheffield Wednesday. Well, that wouldn't have been difficult. <laughs> Most people were above us at one point. Yeah, I was thinking Carl Robinson as well, but he's starting to look like James Corden, and I'm going off him. Can't discriminate against him just because he looks like James Corden. Okay. You see, when we were looking for a manager, I, I, the first person I thought of as a young, hungry manager was uh, Stephen Presley at Coventry. I think he's doing things under difficult circumstances and doing them really well and sticking to an ethos of playing as well. Mm. So he would have been the one that I would have wanted. Well, no, I think you're right. He's doing very well. My brother-in-law's a Coventry fan and can't speak highly enough of him. Mm. He thinks he's... Either him or Uwe Rosler, but then he got snapped up by Wigan and look how well he's doing. So Yeah. Yeah, no, I think hopefully next season there'll be somebody else there. Somebody sort of fresh pair of eyes, clear out the dross and... Onwards and upwards. Nigel Clough. That's another thing. Any name, I'll do it. Anybody other than Harry. Anybody other than Harry. Well, this weekend, it's Leeds Millwall. That'll be a nice, quiet affair. Uh, <laughs> another one in the Yorkshire area is Doncaster Sheffield Wednesday. Is that a big, big game? As far as rivalries go? It's a South Yorkshire derby, but I don't. It, I don't think we get overly excited about it. No. No. All right. Okay. Should be a good party atmosphere though, because this there's, there's um, definitely a lot of confidence around Wednesday fans at the moment. So. Yeah, not a lot I know about Doncaster. They they got promoted last the last kick of the game last season, and the chairman burnt the ground down. That's all I know. There's probably a huge amount in between I've not learned. The man who put all the money in, John Ryan, um, he left earlier this season or close season, I think. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Doncaster starts to take a bit of a nosedive after this. Yeah. Yeah. Could be their way down. Mm. Right. Did um, Crystal Rovers or Portsmouth play? A bit of token love for the League Two this week. Um, yes. Oh, it was a fantastic weekend. It was, first of all, they both played away. One was Fleetwood and one was Hartlepool. So I couldn't get too further away locations from myself. And between them, they conceded seven goals. Didn't one of them lose 1-0? Last weekend? Mm. What did... One, one lost 4-1, the other lost... No, 
One lost three one. Pompey lost three one, and Rovers lost four nil. Oh dear. I'm so happy by it, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. Well, I am getting worried because two. Sorry. Two weeks ago, I thought Torquay and Northampton were done. They didn't look great when I'd seen them, and I thought that was going to be it. But now they're both picking up points, and it's still so close at the bottom of the league that anything could happen. And I hope for myself and my sanity that it's not going to be Rovers and Pompey in the bottom two. <laughs> but they're currently sitting twentieth and twenty-first respectively. So I don't think I've seen the football league show this season where Portsmouth have won. I couldn't tell you the last game we won. They all seem to draw it. Wasn't that long ago? But I couldn't. That's sad if you can't actually remember. I've got a feeling it was no. It's just it, honestly, it's been such a long hard season because every time every time they play well for a half they'll play absolutely appallingly for the other half yeah and it's there's not there's not trouble out of you know off the pitch anymore but there's still sort of you know with I still get the feeling that it's not going to be forever and you sort of I, personally as a Pompey fan I'm always still wondering what's coming next and whether that's just something that you'll grow out of, I'll grow out of, or whether something will happen next. But for them to be sitting 21st in League Two is still pretty sad. But we had a um, a fan day the other day, sort of like kid a quid and um, adult tickets for like a tenner and things. And I think we got 16,000, 17,000. Okay, that's good. And for that to happen where they are and how they've been playing. Yeah. Still pretty impressive. Well, it's only such a short time ago you were at the heights you were at, weren't you? So I should imagine you've still got quite a big core of support, haven't you? There is, and I mean, there's still a lot of... Um, there's still a big away following this season. That was always the thing. I don't, I can't even remember until Christmas, the first time it went under a 1,000 that went to an away game, which, you know, for championship fans like yourselves, you're probably thinking, that's nothing. But when I think... I think it was Accrington brought down like 32 fans or something. Mm. It's, you know, it's still... But I think that is also, that's a help and a hindrance. The hindrance being that some football fans, some Pompey fans that don't know League Two, sort of, you know, especially at the start of the season, thought we were going to walk it. And now we are where we are, which isn't really a great surprise, have sort of walked away and thought, well, no, that was rubbish. I don't want to, I don't want to go back and do that. And it's like, well... League Two is rubbish. It's going to be like this for a long time. Mm. And I think once we've spent maybe a season or two down there and people start to realise that this is it, but, you know, this is, you can come and support them or, or, you know, you don't, it's going to be this either way. And it'd be interesting because obviously a lot of Crawley fans have come out of the woodwork saying, well, we told you Richie Barker was rubbish. (laughs) That's very very kind of them. (laughs) Which is always lovely to hear. Yeah. So you had Norwich fans last week and you've got Crawley fans this week. But it hasn't been personal to Crawley fans. I've not had any personal attacks. Oh, haven't you? They're, ni- they're nicer than Norwich fans, are they? Well, it's Norwich, isn't it? It is. <laughs> don't! Don't anger them! <laughs> well, what are they going to do? They're just going to throw carrots. <laughs> You're fine, don't worry. It's only Norwich. I mean, how far is Norwich from Portsmouth? Exactly, it's miles away. Yeah, you're perfectly safe. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, moving on to other news this week. Um, Chippenham versus Hungerford on Tuesday night was the scene of something pretty horrific. There was a rather nasty tackle um, on Chippenham's Rob Dean, who uh, is he's a part-time player and works in a bank. But he's got to go undergo, undergo total leg reconstruction surgery. Um, he dislocated his right knee and twisted his tibia following a, a tackle by Hungerford's Ian Herring. Um, the referee abandoned the game while uh, Dean was treated on the pitch for 45 minutes and ended up having to be in an before he was taken off the ground. Um, no player, apparently, according to the Chippenham manager, Mark Collier, was in a, uh, the correct sort of mental state to keep playing. So they, the referee did the right thing and called it off, according to him. Um, it's El Clasico this weekend. Real Madrid coach Carlo Ancelotti says he already knows he's starting lineup for Sunday's clash. Um, victory for Real would move them to 73 points, seven clear of third place Barcelona. So uh, wouldn't quite be in the bag for them because they've still got Atletico Madrid there, but it's um, it's looking pretty good for them. Uh, another bit of news is the Grim Reaper has been to visit Old Trafford. Did anybody see this? Yeah, I saw yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen the photos. Yeah, uh, the Olympic Arcos game, a man dressed as the Grim Reaper stood in the stands and kept shouting at Moyes, I'm coming for you. Which isn't, that's not a very nice thing to do. You could have had some fun outside. Yeah, I mean, you could have gone up to old people outside and just sort of pointed at them. <laughs> You'd have been really annoyed if you got the ticket sitting behind him, though, <laughs> and he kept standing up the entire match. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't take too kindly to that, do they? People standing and shouting at Old Trafford. Like, oi, death! Shut Sit up! Down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think one of the best pieces of heckling I saw um, was at Leicester City versus Sheffield Wednesday, probably about eight, ten years ago. Um, there was a back pass to the Sheffield Wednesday goalkeeper in front of the City cop, and as he went to take an almighty agricultural hoof to clear the ball, uh, he missed it and the ball rolled straight under his feet and into the goal in front of 20,000 City fans. Um, and they barracked him a little bit afterwards for about five, six minutes or so and in the end he couldn't take anymore. He turned around and responded to their taunts and of course for the next 80 odd minutes they, they tore him to bits. <laughs> this poor guy. I can't remember. What's he, would it have been? Do you know? Which year was oh, it? Oh, it was about the mid noughties So I'd say about 2005, six. 2005. It, it could have been Mark Crossley. Well, about it being a bit. He wasn't big. He wasn't big. No, I think, I think it was a young yeah. lad. Oh, it wasn't Brad Jones, was it? Might have been. Might have been. He didn't. <laughs> the worst keeper ever to put on a Wednesday shirt. Really? That's some claim. Oh, shocking. Shockingly bad. Yeah, look what, look what happened to him. I know. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Next piece of well, probably the last piece, last piece of news I've got here is both Jose Mourinho uh, and Hull City's George Boyd have been charged with uh, misconduct following incidents at the weekend. Mourinho walked on the pitch and wasn't very happy with the um, referee. George Boyd has been charged and been found guilty in band for three games for spitting at Joe Hart. Um, what really do you think of this? Is this fair or... Um, are others lucky not to have been equally charged and found guilty? I think Boyd got what he deserved. There's there's absolutely no call for spitting at somebody. Yeah. In fact, yeah, I would have gone for a longer ban than that, but... Is a spit worse than a bite? It's pretty disgusting. It is. It's not very nice. But, well, 
you can't talk provocation, but I mean, Joe Hart did try and stick his forehead into George Boyd. Yes, but it was dandruff free. Oh, see, so would have got anything in his eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Fair enough. <laughs> At least he had the courtesy of washing his hair first. Yeah, and then Mourinho oh. got his. Um, has been charged for encroaching on the, the the pitch during the game, and I mean, he wasn't the only one, was he? <laughs> no, but he was pretty much just. Walking into the centre circle, he was quite far in. Yeah, <laughs> is this the kind of passion you want to see in players and managers, or is it just about grown men behaving themselves? As long as it's not my players or managers being a bit ridiculous, I enjoy watching it in other people. <laughs> You're there with popcorn. As long as managers <laughs> not sticking the nut on somebody, I think it's all right. Yeah. yeah. What walking on the pitch? Walking on the pitch is not exactly. A big offence, is it? Um, he crossed the line. Woo! <laughs> yeah, we crossed the line while they're still trying to play the game. Yeah, but the fourth official could have just said, come on, get back, go over here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Led him back to his technical area, <laughs> holding his hand. Get down and behave, Josie. Be a good little manager. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that their job, though? I mean, what is the point of the fourth official? Yeah, I don't understand why the fourth official didn't sort of, you know, wave his board at him or something. Well, I mean, to be fair, there were several players on the pitch, um, coaching staff on the pitch, weren't they? I mean, maybe he was after another one. Of the two, I would have probably encourage Mourinho to um, sit back down rather than Paul Lambert. I think Paul Lambert looks like he could be quite tasty. Didn't we have this discussion last we week? We did, and we did. And the Football Weekly... You're had... obsessed with Paul Lambert being the hardest manager. No, I said Tony Pulis. Oh, I thought you said Lambert. No, I... No, Mark said Lambert. Yeah, I said Tony Pulis. And the Football Weekly, at the same time, were having the same conversation, and they came up with the same conclusion as well, between Lambert and Pulis. <laughs> Although when I came up with my sort of strip to the waist in the car park um, comment, I was kind of envisaging Pulis still wearing his baseball cap. Uh, well, you see, it's the sneaky ones you want to look out for. I reckon Felix McGath is uh, some sort of... He uses torture implement. He reminds me of something of uh, James Bond. You know, like when they bring in a guy to do the torture. Yeah, but he'd wait till you're already tied up and then come in and say, this is what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> he wouldn't be there trying... He wouldn't be the muscle, would he? No. No, that's true. Oh, yes. Um, so, do you feel any, any sorry for one over the other, Boyd or Mourinho, or they both deserve nah, it? they should just take their punishment like a man. Yeah. Mm. What do you think, Emma? Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't think they can. Either of them can have many arguments against it. They were both stupid things. Knew what they were doing was ridiculous, but did it anyway. Yes, I think you're probably right. Um. Right, Premier League predictions time. Uh, this is where we have our weekly guess. It's the forthcoming fixtures for the weekend. We get a point for every correct one we get. And at the moment, myself and Emma are on 37 points. Uh, Mark is on the lead with 43 at the moment. So, Laura, we'd both be eternally grateful if you could um, stick a rather large spanner in the works. I, I can try. What's it worth? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a frig. Fridge magnet. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. I can send you a postcard from Cornwall. Okay, that'd be nice. Yeah? Okay. I'll... Wish you were here. Wish you were here. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? 
Uh, on the cliff. On the cliff. <laughs> Where I should have a house. Yeah, with a big deer stalker and <laughs> all that other stuff. There's lots of northerners down here, actually, so you'd, you'd fit in. I, I don't just have to primarily mix with northerners, you know. I am allowed <laughs> to speak to southerners. <laughs> we don't encourage it. <laughs> we try and sort of let them stay to their own end of it. <laughs> they don't live in, like, a ghetto. <laughs> the northern ghetto of London. Yeah. <laughs> Not allowed to step outside your boundary. Right, predictions. Um, the early kickoff is Chelsea Arsenal. This is Arsene Wenger, the specialist in failure. It's his thousandth game, isn't it? Mmm, tits. Yeah, this is at the bridge. So, what do you think? Well, Laura, I'll go with you first, Laura, because you you're standing in for Mark. Do um, you think Wenger can do it? No. No. He's never actually beaten Mourinho. No, he's not. So... And I can't see that changing on Saturday. You think they'll draw or lose? I think Chelsea will just pip it. Yeah? What do you think, Emma? Yeah, I agree. I, I would like to see it be a draw so it, you know, excitement levels stay high. But I can't I can't see Arsenal going and getting anything. No, well, personally, Liverpool in second. I'd quite like to see a draw, but I can't. So I'm going to go for Chelsea as well. So... Well, speaking of Liverpool, it's Cardiff-Liverpool at 3 o'clock. Um, what do you think, Emma? have to go for an away win. You're going for Liverpool, yeah? Yep. Laura? Yep. Liverpool win. Yeah. I can't see where Cardiff are ever going to win again, so... <laughs> I don't know. They're fighting for their lives, aren't they? They're not fighting very hard. <laughs> no, they're going to start at some point. I don't know. I'm going to go for a draw. You're doing this tactics thing again? No, I've just, in the whole time we've been doing this, I've never predicted a Liverpool win once. Because I just can't. It's just... Because it's not in your nature? My, well, my natural pessimism, I think. I've had 20 years of watching people like Jimmy Triori and Sean Dundee play for Liverpool. It's just a natural pessimism. Well, my heart bleeds for you that you've won the European Cup. Sorry, say that again, I didn't hear I said, my heart bleeds for you that you've won the yeah. European and that you've not been down in the third division. One more time louder, we won the what, sorry? Can you not hear yeah. me? <laughs> You've just been a pain. No, it's just the sound of us winning the European Cup was quite nice. <laughs> Bearing in mind there's two Evertonians on this set, uh, on the man on the post. Um, speaking of which, Everton's Swansea? I think that'll be a draw. Yeah. You said that with like real sort of pessimism in your voice. You know it's going to be a bad game. Well, I don't know. They're just a bit nondescript at the moment, both of those teams. I know Swansea are still in the relegation half of the table, but they're by no means the worst team in the um, in the Premier League. No. And Everton are a bit hit and miss. I just, no, I just... It's either going to be an Everton win, which I suppose, seen as this is Mark's predictions, I ought to go for an Everton win, but what? I'm not. I'm going to go for a draw. Okay. What are you going to do, Emma? Um, I'm going to go for an Everton win. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, I think you might be right. Okay. Uh, Hull West Brom. Hull's form's not been great recently, has it? Neither's West Brom, to be fair. 
I mean, I know they um, won last week, but... They did, and that might have given them a bit of confidence, maybe. Yeah. Well, Hull are in the semi-finals of the Cup, aren't they? I mean, they, they're not doing... Yeah, they could be a bit distracted. West Brom win. Why not? Let's go for West it. West Brom. Emma? I'm going to go for a draw. You go for a draw. All right. I'm going to go for a Hull win. Man City Fulham. This is now the great Fulham fight back of five, six years ago. And that ended at Man City, didn't it? Anyone see that happen again? No. <laughs> There's even a laughter there. It's just that's how, that's how ridiculous the notion is, is it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're not going to beat this city team. No. Emma. No home win. Home win. I think that's inevitable. Is Aguero back? By the way. I think so. Yeah, they've got no chance. No. Fair uh, Newcastle Crystal Palace. Newcastle are ninth of This is great one for Palace fans, is it? Sorry? Going up to Sunderland last week and Newcastle this week. Their carbon footprint must be massive. Yeah, and that's not very good for them. Not very good planning, well, Premier League. I suppose they've got to go there at some point. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Doing it two weeks on the trot. Yeah, but you've got to, it still costs you the same and you've still got to pay the same amount. But it's time in the car and... Yeah, it's still with the same time in the car, it's a different week. Yeah, but it's doing it and once, you know, it doesn't go the same. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I do as well. <laughs> I was just facetious. Um, so you think they'll be too tired to play, do you, from all this travelling? Well, uh, no, because <laughs> I think, I don't know for this one. I, don't, I can't see Newcastle winning it, but... Palace will be tired. I've got to stick with that analogy now that I've made that point. <laughs> They've got an early start. Um, I'll go for a draw. You go for a draw, are you? Okay. Mm. Yeah, I've got draw down for that Have one. You? I'm going to go home win. All right. Emma's favourite, Norwich versus Sunderland. <laughs> Hang on a... How close are they to the relegation? I'll see when I can start supporting them again. Norwich are 15th on 29 points. Sunderland are 18th on 25. So this is quite a six-pointer, this, isn't it? If Sunderland win, then um, Norwich are only a point off... Well, possibly a point off the relegation, so... Yeah, I think this one's going to be a draw as well. Do you? I do, Norwich are a funny old team. They're either garbage or they manage to get a 1-0 from somewhere, don't they? Or they get battered. Yeah. Did you see the statistic last week where... Is it Gary Hooper that plays in Norwich, is it? Is that the, the old Celtic player? Mm. He touched the ball four times. Um, maybe in the first half, maybe in the whole game. He touched the ball four times against Southampton, two of which were kickoffs. In the entire game? Uh, it may have been. Maybe it's just the first half, I don't know. Well, still, I mean, even in the first half, just touching the ball four times... It's pretty bad. Has he become a corner flag? Sorry? Has he become a corner flag? <laughs> yeah. He's just planted in the ground and the ball just keeps hitting him. He's hiding in the corner. He's having the sort of moment in the corner. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, even if it was just the first half, that's just the... What was he doing? <laughs> His heat map was just be one big blob in the centre circle. Oh, that's Jan Mulby. <laughs> um, what do you reckon, Emma? Your friends, how are they going to go? I will go 
sport. No, you know what? Going against Norwich hasn't let me down so far, so I'm going to go with Sunderland. <gasps> Wait, you said that with glee and relish. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, was it just one or is it it was one last week wasn't no, it no it's just the one it's just the has one. he come back in I don't care to have he hasn't like you know told his sisters brothers or anything so I appear to be alright maybe the rest of Norfolk yeah <laughs> <laughs> who's else oh my god they're going to hate me mother <laughs> <laughs> has he have you spoke to him since or is it, that's it he's gone isn't he? um not really no not really. He's someone that goes to my uni as well, so... Oh, really? I have to see him on a daily basis. So you've made a fatal flaw of following somebody on Twitter you know in real life? I know. I forget that they they can see it and react to it. Yeah. He'll come into uni with a pitchfork and some fire. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just stare at the fire, won't he? <laughs> yeah, what is it? Ah. <laughs> He still throws rocks at the moon. <laughs> he doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Pointing at the orange thing in the sky. <laughs> um, how do you think you're going to get on then? Uh, they're going to get on then. Sorry, Lauren. Norwich and Sunderland. I'm going for a draw. You're going for a draw, are you? Mm. I think there's plenty of draws on the uh, on the coupon this week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go home win there. Contrary, Mary. Yeah, I don't know. Norwich are just a funny old team, and for the fact they're at home, I just think that maybe maybe they can do it. Um, West Ham. Maybe the Wolves' winkle will score. Yeah, I don't think he scored since the first game of the season, has he? No. He should have retired after that. You know, it's not going to get any better. I'm off. <laughs> home debut. Uh, West Ham, Manchester United. The Moyes revolution has it continued? Mark Van, I think I saw on. Um, I saw on Twitter earlier on. Uh, Mark Van Robin Van Persie, I think it was. That didn't sound very good. It sounded better when I read the tweet out in my head. <laughs> Man U win. Uh, so what do you think then? Uh, Man U. You go Man U, are you? Okay. Um, Emma? Yeah, I'll agree. Okay. I'm going to... Yeah, I'll go the same as well. Um, Tottenham Southampton? This is a Sunday. Another draw. Yeah. Yeah, Spurs will be a bit tired after their trip to Benfica, I think. Yeah, that's a long way to go, isn't it? Imagine being a Sunderland or a Palace fan to go there. <laughs> Depends whether they have to play Porto the next yeah. week. Well, this is nothing compared to um, uh, Vladivostok. Do you, know, do you know where Vladivostok is? Siberia, isn't it? Almost. It's on the Pacific coast. It's um, closer to Japan than Moscow. Yet the football team from Vladivostok had a cup team, uh, had a cup game against Spartak Moscow the other week. So they had to travel across something like nine time zones. Nice. To get to to get to their fixture. Did they win? Sorry. Did they win? I have no idea. I have no idea. I just sort of saw the um, the route that they had to take. If they've got no chance, you'd just forfeit the result, wouldn't you? Just say, oh, go on, you win it. Yeah, I suppose you wouldn't, you? I mean, they, there's moves of, I mean, there's moves afoot for them to try and play in the J-League because it's closer in Japan than parking all the way across Russia every week. Those Palace fans have got nothing. Cause you've got Spartak Moscow, CSKR Moscow, Dynamo Moscow, Zenit St. Petersburg. That's whether the Russians annex uh, Japan or not. 
You know, like they have with Crimea. Do you think they would? Maybe. Yeah, dirty risky. Do you want to put it past them? <laughs> um, Emma, Tottenham, Southampton, what do you think? Well, this is a difficult one because, as I said on Twitter this week, it feels horrendous knowing that I have had to rely on Southampton, but they haven't let me down yet. No. And I can't... I think this is a tough... Well, I don't know. I can't say they're going to win again. Yeah, but predicting predicting Tottenham to win and then Tottenham win it and then Southampton losing would be Southampton not letting you down again. Would that yeah, that is true. Go on then, I'll go for a Spurs win. Okay, Tottenham. Please, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm gonna go for a Tottenham win as well. And then last one on Sunday is Villa Stoke. How does this make it into Super Sunday? I don't know. Are we, yeah. I suppose they they must show it someone's gotta watch it, I suppose. It'd be a bit like discrimination if they only ever showed the top five, though, wouldn't yeah. it? On no, Super but Sunday. to call it Super Sunday and then to ever have Stoke feature, really, is think I'm getting at. Anger the people of Stoke as well. <laughs> I've already angered the people of Norwich. I'm not going any further north than London from now on. <laughs> you have to come and live in your Cornish village, Chris. You know, to stay away from all the people that she's offended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should. Unless you've got anything against the Cornish people. <laughs> no, they're all right. Yeah, there you go. There's no football teams to offend down there. Barry Hales in the league. In the league. In the league. <laughs> Barry Hales used to play for Truro City till very recently. I won't ask who. Still playing? Yeah. Who? Did you say you've not heard of him? Not <laughs> young. Well, yeah, we used to. Oh, really? You never heard of Barry Hales? Let it go, Chris. Let it go. He was a Premier League player not long ago. How long ago is not long ago, though, when you actually think about it? You were probably about 11, to be fair. (laughs) So no wonder you've not heard of him, thinking about it. (laughs) You were talking about Helen Daniels earlier. She didn't know who that was, either. No, I know. You do, don't you? Do you? Well, I actually Googled her when you mentioned her, and she left the soap when I was four years old, so... (laughs) Does that make you feel old, Chris? Yeah. Oh, you can talk. You're about my age as well, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Villa Stoke, so who thinks who's going to do what? The Villa actually won when I said they were going to win last time, so, um, yeah. And they're on a roll as well, aren't they? Yeah, I think Villa are going to win. Mm. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Uh, all agree. Sorry? It's nice when we all agree. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say draw, but go on, I'll go Villa as well then. <laughs> For the sake of us all agreeing. <laughs> End it on a nice note. Okay, there you go. We're all agree. Aston Villa will win. And we'll all cheer for them. Um, Has anybody got anything they'd like to plug or um, mention? Uh, just that there's a new article out on Football's Fallen about Antonio Puerta. Um, and that there'll be another one out at the weekend. So if you want to go and have a look, that's, please do. That's at Football's Fallen, is it? On at Football's Fallen, yeah. Okay, so they can check that out on there. And if they want to 
uh, follow you as an individual, Laura? What do they follow there? If they want to stalk me online, I'm at at Yistor, and that's Y-I-C-E-T-O-R. Okay, and Emma? Uh, my Twitter handle is at Mwebs, but I don't accept any Norwich or Stoke fans. <laughs> <laughs> and you've noticed that all the time I'm doing this, I've never given out my Twitter handle, so there's a very good reason. So I can offend who I want then. <laughs> 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 and that's it at C Armband. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cheers, Laura. <laughs> um, well, that's uh, that's it for this week's Run on the Post podcast. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. I very much have. And I'd like to say thank you to Laura. Thank you very much. And thank you as ever to Emma. Thank you very much. Um, remember, you can listen to the Sunday show. Uh, that's out on Monday morning, where they talk about um, what's happened in the Premier League, Championship, uh, betting corner as well over the weekend, who's lost on what bet. Um, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, and you can get your own fridge magnet from Colin. He's desperate to move house at the moment, so I think he's looking to get rid of many of those as he can. Um, so thank you much for listening, and always remember to keep your man on the post. Robin's vampire. I thought it was quite good. <laughs> oh. ah. That's my phone. Laura. <laughs> it's probably my mom. <laughs> I think Laura's mum could be the podcast title this week. It's still recording. You're live on the radio. <laughs> I've got to go. I'll ring you back. Okay. Bye. <laughs> That was a slight interview. Was, was that your mum? <laughs> yeah. So what, did she, what did she say, man? You were West Ham. Uh, she, well, she hates Tom Cleverley, so she'd probably say West Ham. Your mum hates Tom Cleverley? Oh, yeah. Why? Because everyone uh, hates Tom Cleverley. It's like an irrational hatred. She she has no idea about football, but whenever he plays, she just says he's rubbish in. Does she sign the petition? <laughs> no, but my dad's convinced that she set it up. <laughs> And if you knew how to use the internet properly, I would I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's quite all right. No, she could have joined us. <laughs>